Hello, and welcome to the Millennial Economics Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping young people be successful with money. Join us as we discuss personal finance, financial literacy, investing, the psychology behind being financially fit, and much more. Here's your host, Jerry Dixon. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to episode 69 of the Millennial Economics Podcast. Um, we are going to dive pretty pretty right in. That's not the right wording. <laughs> We're going to dive into the topic um, pretty quickly. But again, normal housekeeping. Um, if you're new and there are tons of people that are new that are listening to the podcast and are engaging with the website, um, thank you to all the new people and a special thank you to all the folks that have been listening for a long time, especially from the get-go. Um, but if you have not left a review... Um, wherever you listen to the podcast. Um, so let me preface, Spotify, you can only subscribe. I don't believe they have the ability to leave a review. So if you listen on Spot, Spotify, which most of you do, um, I would really appreciate it if you subscribed. It helps in the algorithms um, to get this podcast in front of new folks. So that would be huge. And it also notifies you whenever I upload a new episode. Um, if you listen on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or a couple of the other platforms out there, um, if you would leave a review, again, it will help get this podcast in front of new folks. And right now, that's pretty much the greatest way to support the podcast. Um, if you are so inclined, there's also a way to monetarily support the podcast and support the efforts that we're doing here at Millennial Economics. If you go to www.millennialecon.com, which is our website, there's a um, tab on the navigation bar that says support millennial economics, and you can do that monetarily if you so choose, and that's absolutely um, up to you, whatever works best. So we will hop right into the episode. So I really wanted to talk about three reasons why I keep my investing strategy simple, okay? If you've spent any time listening to podcasts, which I'm sure you have if you're listening to this podcast, so if you spent time listening to podcasts, if you spent time reading articles or watching YouTube videos um, from prominent personalities um, about investing, there are lots of different theories, but what you will soon pick up from these is that there are lots of different strategies that people implement in their investing, a lot of which, especially if you're looking into how to, how to invest in st the stock market, a lot of which can be very complicated. You know, in your search, you will probably stumble upon some channels on YouTube and some podcasts that talk about day trading, that talk about cryptocurrency, that talk about options, that talk about shorting stocks, um, lots of terminologies that you may not be familiar with that seem incredibly complicated to execute, particularly with where you are in life. Okay. Yet you know that you want to partake in the benefits of investing in the stock market. And so your head might be kind of spinning a little bit because I know mine was, that was kind of my journey. The stock market was something that was very high in the sky, I should say, very, very, um, up in the clouds, didn't seem very realistic. It seemed very, um, like I said, very complicated and very nuanced. And so it took me a long time to, to develop an understanding of how to invest and how to do it simply. Um, the things that matter most to me um, are not necessarily, don't necessarily require a complicated investing strategy. They require something that's easy, that doesn't take a lot of time, and that is, I'm, I'm going to get this word wrong, um, you can replicate, we'll say that. I don't know if replicatable is a word, <laughs> but that can be replicated um, over and over and over again 
which will only help me stay consistent. So I needed to develop a strategy and find platforms that would be conducive to those types of things. Um, so in this episode, I'm going to give you three ways and three reasons why I keep my investing simple. Um, and throughout that top or throughout that talk, excuse me, um, we will talk a little bit about the platforms and things that I use to to go about that. So number one is historical data. So reasons why I keep my investing simple is historical data. So if you look at the S&P 500, which is a an index or a group uh, that uh, follows the largest, the 500 largest companies in the United States. Okay, so it's just a big collection of different companies. Um, and it does change over time, right? Because companies grow and companies, you know, consolidate and some get smaller, some get bigger, what have you, but it does change over time. But it's the largest 500 companies in the US. So historically, and I don't remember exactly when the S&P 500 was officially um, formed, I guess you could say, I believe it was early 90s, I believe, maybe, yeah, I believe it was early 90s. But historically, the S&P 500 every year provides a 7 to 10% return, okay? So what I do is I always err on the side of, you know, kind of worst case scenario. So I always kind of think 7%, all right? There are study, there's study upon studies out there about people who try to time the market, people who try to invest on their own, who try to make it complicated or try to day trade or try to buy and sell multiple times a day or very frequently um, so that they can maximize their returns. There's, there is a lot of data out there showing that they do not even keep up with the average return that S&P 500 provides, which again is seven to 10%. So for me, um, I can basically say, okay, well, I can take a strategy of investing in index funds and ETFs, things that follow the S&P 500, and I can expect over a long duration, because there's going to be some years where maybe the S&P 500 returns 15%, and there's going to be some years maybe where it loses 3%, okay? It's going to be a little bit all over the board. It's not a guaranteed return. No investing, no investment <coughs> provides a necessarily guaranteed return, Okay, I should say very few. There are some very modest investments that we're not going to get into that provide a very small return that may be guaranteed. But when you're talking about the stock market, it's, there's, there's always a risk involved. That's what makes it an investment. Okay? So if I can take this historical data and I can say, well, this investing that I'm doing is not necessarily for something that I'm going to spend money on. I'm not going to sell my investments within six months or a year. This is something that I'm going to invest in in the long term. So I can kind of rely on that historical data, that seven to 10% to be what my return will be in five, 10, 15 years. Okay. So I, that's kind of the strategy that I take. So the, the majority of my investment, my investment strategy is into ETF and index funds that follow the S&P 500, where I can expect, based off of historical data, but there's always risk, right? The things might change, but where I can expect to earn that 7 to 10%, okay? Um, before we get into number two and three, we're going to take a short break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hello, kind people, podcasters. I don't know if that's a word or not. But we are rolling with it. I wanted to tell you a little bit about acorns today. And if you've listened to the podcast, you know my passion for acorns is strong um, because I truly believe it's a great platform and I use it personally. 
Um, so I can tell you over the past four years, Acorns has been an incredible asset to me in my investing. It's where I learned about investing and dividends and compound interest. Um, and again, I still use it to this day. Um, it is a platform that is absolutely fantastic, fantastic for people that are new to investing. Again, I'm not new to investing, somewhat new. I still use it, but for those of you who are looking to start investing or are looking for an easy platform to start investing, I can't recommend Acorns enough. It has two great features among many, um, but I'll just touch on a few here, the two that I particularly use. Number one is the Roundup feature. So when you open your Acorns account, you can actually link one of your cards, credit card or debit card, to the account Acorns will round up each transaction that you make with that card and invest the spare change into your investment account there with Acorns. How cool is that? If you're looking to do something that's automated, that's going to force you to invest every time you spend your money, this is a great feature. I have used it. Um, it's, it's phenomenal. The second feature, which I use far more, is just the recurring investments. You can set a specific dollar amount and a specific day of the week or a specific day of the month or time of the month to automatically invest money. If you listen to the previous podcast and you listen to my story about um, how I started investing, or not my previous podcast, but one of my podcasts before, about how I started investing. I downloaded Acorns and I started investing $5 every Friday. And it wasn't a lot, but over the months and months and me even forgetting that money was going in there, I learned about compound interest and I learned about what dividends were. So you can start off small and now I use that same recurring feature just with a little bit more money, but I do it every week. Um, so if you're interested in Acorns um, and the many services that they provide, um, so not only roundups, not only recurring investments, but um, retirement accounts and accounts for your kids, um, tons of things. Um, I, I can't recommend Acorns enough. There is a link down in the show notes. If you use that link, my referral link, you're going to get $5 added to your account um, at no charge to you. No charge. You don't have to even put any money into that account to access that $5. It's absolutely free money. So if you are interested in that and learning more about Acorns and trying it out for yourself, go to the show notes, click on the link, and you will get $5 added to your account. Um, that is all that I'll talk about this, but you'll probably hear me talk about it more in the show. Um, but here is back to the episode. All right, and we are back. So let's dig right into number two. So number two is my time. I keep my investing simple because I don't have a lot of time to manage very actively your portfolio. I don't have the time to, to watch the graphs throughout the day of the stock market or a particular stock and try to you know buy low and sell high or watch the, I believe it's the candlestick graph. Um, I'm not a day trader. I don't have time to day trade. I don't have time to log in every day and actively manage my portfolio. I'm doing other things. I have children. I have a family. I have a dog. I have a house. I have a job. I have all these things that take my time along with the leisure things that I do that I, I want to, like this podcast, <laughs> okay? Um, I don't have the time to actively manage a portfolio, all right? So if I keep things simple, it will allow me to spend a minimal amount of time, not no time, but a minimal amount of time managing my investments, um, and which will only keep me consistent, okay? And so kind of dovetailing into from number two, which is my time, to number three, consistency. If I can keep things simple, it will allow me to do it consistently because it doesn't take a tremendous amount of work, okay? 
So the way that I do it, I have a formula that I, I follow. So after I pay everything that I need to pay every paycheck or every month, I have some margin there, okay? And you guys have heard me talk a lot about margin. It's incredibly important to have margin. It means you're not living paycheck to paycheck. And it means you're allocating a portion of your income, whether that's coming from a day job or a side hustle or whatever, um, you're allocating some of that to the things that you want to do and the things that you want to accomplish. So you have these goals that you have, which we always talk about, which is always number one. You need to have something you're striving for and something that moves the needle emotionally with you that will motivate you. So when you have these goals, you uh, you will have the motivation, like I said, to execute on them. I keep the process of that execution simple so that I don't get burnt out executing it, if that makes sense. Okay, so with the margin that I have every month, I take 65% and I invest it in my Acorns account. Okay, you guys just heard a word about Acorns. I'm a huge believer in them and I've been using them for four plus years and it's my main investment vehicle. Okay, and the portfolio in Acorns that I selected was an aggressive portfolio, but it follows some international stocks, um, some, but the majority that it follows is just an index fund that follows the S&P 500, which you heard me talk about a little bit earlier, right? Um, which again has an historical annual return of 7 to 10%, all right? I take 65% and I invested in that. I take 30% of my monthly margin. I invest it into my M1 Finance account. M1 Finance, I have lots of articles written on my website about it. You've heard me talk about it before. My M1 Finance account um, is my dividend portfolio, what dividends are, um, are every quarter usually, it can be biannually or annually as well, but usually every quarter, um, companies will give a portion of the profits they earn that quarter and give it back to the shareholders in form of dividends, okay? These dividends are usually based off of a percentage, and it can really be anywhere from, I don't know, uh, one to, we'll say, three and a half to four percent is pretty average, Okay, 1% to 3.5% given back in the form of a dividend of the amount that, you've ha that you hold with them, Okay, the amount of stock that you own, hold with them, are given back usually every quarter. So I have a portfolio that is structured to be just a dividend portfolio full of companies that um, pay out dividends, because not all companies do, All right, and I invest 30% of my margin into that. It's very simple with M1 Finance. If you're looking, so what I'll say about Acorns, <clears throat> excuse me, what I'll say about Acorns is that it's very beginner friendly. It has these pre-built portfolios. If you're looking for something a little more intermediate where you can build portfolios yourself and throw some money in there and have a platform kind of allocate it to how you've built portfolio and the percentages that you want each holding to bank up of your portfolio, um, M1 Finance is a great option. It also provides recurring investing um, which means that I should say it provides drip, so dividend reinvestment. Um, so any money that you make from dividends um, will automatically be reinvested into your portfolio, okay, which is super, super important for me. So whenever I get these dividends from my M1 finance portfolio, um, they get reinvested right back in and I buy more stocks, right, which is how compound interest works and that's how your portfolio really grows. So if you're interested in M1 finance, I believe, um, I know I have a link below and I believe if you click that link, sign up and fund your account, you'll get $30 for absolutely free just for using my link, okay? And that you'll find that in the show notes, all right? 
So I keep it simple. Again, I have 65% that goes right into Acorns. I have 30% that goes right into M1 Finance, which is a dividend portfolio. And then something that I've been doing recently over the past few months is I take 5% and I invest it into cryptocurrency. This is kind of my quote-unquote play money. Um, it's it's uh, not something that I'm necessarily expecting a big return from, um, but would be great if it did. And I'm anticipating that I'm going to hold this for a long time and we're going to see how it grows. Okay, and it's something that I'm going to bring you into and kind of talk about a little bit more. Um, but I use Coinbase. Okay, I use Coinbase for my platform. Um, it, I have found it to be uh, a great platform. It lacks some things, but intuitive in terms of how intuitive it is to use, um, I found it to be one of the best out there through my research. And again, I've used it personally for a few months. So I take 5% of my margin, I invest it right into my Coinbase portfolio. Um, sometimes I'll buy Bitcoin, sometimes I'll buy Decentraland, MANA, um, sometimes I'll buy AMP. Um, there's lots of different things I can buy and I just kind of do my research and, and, and pick one to purchase for the month, okay? So because I keep things easy and because I have a formula that I can just plug these numbers into, the margin that I have every month, it makes my investment strategy easy. I don't have to spend a bunch of time researching what I'm going to do. I know that it's a 60, 35, 5 split between these three different platforms and I just plug it and go. Um, so I would encourage you if you're looking into getting into investing to find a strategy. If you want to make it similar to mine, great, but find a strategy that's going to be easy. It's not going to take a lot of time and you're going to be able to do it consistently um, so that you can do it for the long haul. Because what we know about investment is it's not always about um, your I want to be careful what I say here. It's not always about what you purchase. It is, but a lot of it has to do with the time that you give it to grow because we know compound interest can be so powerful, okay? So find something that you can do consistently over time, and I, I hope that you find success, and I hope that I find success as well. So thank you so much for tuning in to episode 69, and we will talk to you soon.